1795, and perhaps you think you've seen everything London has to offer. But somehow you find yourself standing outside number 11 Prince's Street, Hanover Square, with three shillings in your pocket and an hour or two to spare. Dare to step inside Merlin's Mechanical Museum, crammed with curious objects designed to please the eye and instruct inquisitive minds. Merlin himself is in residence today, ready to entertain you with his ingenious instruments and mechanical automata. This is really John Joseph Merlin, the eccentric Belgian inventor with a taste for fancy dress. He's been known to appear in costume at fashionable events, as Cupid, the god of love, or Vulcan, the god of fire and metalworking. Sometimes he'll come as a combination of the two, complete with forge and real flames, which he'll use to make arrows, then shoot them at nearby women. On one unfortunate occasion in Soho Square, he came dressed as a barmaid, wearing rollerblades of his own invention and playing a violin. Initially successful, it turned out he had forgotten the brakes, and so propelled himself into a valuable mirror, smashing it and his violin to pieces and wounding himself quite considerably in the process. Let's take a look at some of the exhibits, helpfully described in the museum's guidebook. You admire the self-winding clock that tells the exact time using only one hand, and the tea table, which enables a lady to fill a dozen teacups without using her hands, an ingenious revolving pedal-operated mechanism. Many of the inventions are genuinely life-improving. The Hygean air pump, that draws foul air out of ships, hospitals and bedclothes. Or the Morpheus and Gouty chair, a versatile self-propelled wheelchair that doubles as a bed or desk. Merlin discreetly draws your attention to the guidebook, at the back of which is printed a series of anonymous verses penned by a grateful user, not only suggested by your chair, it says, but written in it. You read the first verse. You who, on fortune's rough highway, which all are doomed to whirl in, for gouty feet would take a seat, apply to Master Merlin. You'll read the rest later. Further into the museum, you find a series of tableaus populated with beautiful automata. The Circus of Cupid shows a stretch of still water, on which moves a fisherman in a boat, a personification of fortune on a moving wheel, Venus in a shell, a swan, a flying fish, and Cupid, who once again promises, at the word of command, to shoot arrows at any of the ladies present. Elsewhere, you see a mechanical ship with all its rigging, made to look as if it's sailing on moving water, and the Temple of Flora, in which are waterfalls and mechanical butterflies that seem to flit from flower to flower. Merlin specialises in musical instruments, and their fame has spread far and wide. The artist Thomas Gainsborough even painted Merlin's portrait once in exchange for one. Here we see a barrel organ, which plays 12 different tunes by itself, and the vocal harp resembling a harpsichord, which can be made to sound like violins, cellos, recorders or an organ. Perhaps before you leave you'd like to try your hand at Merlin's Cavalcade, an aerial carousel in which the aim is to collect as many rings from the ceiling as possible during your ride. On your way out, rearrange yourself in the reflecting mirror, but don't be surprised if your reflection looks a bit different. Sadly, the museum no longer exists. 
Merlin himself died on the 8th of May, 1803, having made his final public appearance in Hyde Park in January, driving a horseless carriage powered by a windlass. He seems to have known that the end was near. In the back of the 1803 handbook, he addresses all artists of genius, offering them the chance to come and take drawings and dimensions of his useful inventions for their own profit. One wonders if anyone did. After his death, his collection was split up and dismantled, sold along with a few unfinished pieces to a Thomas Weeks of Great Windmill Street, and sold again when Weeks died in 1834. A rare survival is Merlin's breathtaking mechanical swan, still in perfect working order in the Bowes Museum in County Durham. Were they all for nothing then, Merlin's vanished inventions? Simply a set of amusing diversions, without the lasting impact that was his real ambition. Perhaps not. Perhaps, among your fellow visitors, you noticed a small boy captivated by everything he saw. That small boy was Charles Babbage, the father of modern computing, who would later write of an inspiring childhood visit to the museum where Merlin, noticing his interest, took him and his mother up to the workshop where they saw an unfinished silver dancer with a bird on her finger. Babbage went on to invent the difference engine, the first mechanical computer. Many years later, at the age of 43, he managed to buy Merlin's unfinished silver dancer at auction and complete her himself. Vanished they may be, but the effects of Merlin's inventions are still rippling through the world, like the artificial reflections on the body of his silver swan. Perhaps even the smartphone in your hand can trace its ancestry back to one boy's trip to Merlin's magical, mechanical museum.